I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. Welcome to today's episode of Meet My Business. Uh, today we're chatting to Mashudu Mbele, uh, the Mind Doctor. And we're going to be talking all about coaching and her specific version of coaching and how she got into it. So, uh, Mashuda, thanks so much for taking the time. What kind of coaching do you do? So the coaching that I do is transformative coaching. I work a lot with the mind, help you to reprogram your mind. It's not like hypnosis. Because everything that we have been through in life, everything has been stored in our mind because we've got what you call the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So what I do is to help people to transform their, their lives. And it's a holistic approach as well. So it could be someone who's having anxiety, who's having trauma, who's having depression. And when we do the work, you realize everything just stored in your mind, in your subconscious mind. And one who said the subconscious mind is just in your head, it's everywhere. Because each time we go through experiences like this, this session that we're having, your body is already recording and it's creating neural parts within your body so that you can remember it. Even if you forget it and you do some work, you'll be able to remember it, depending on how the session made you feel. So that is what I do. And I help people who are feeling stuck and you just need to change. So my aim is to empower you to greatness and to help you to become better and to tap to your talents and gives a lot faster than you could do. Brilliant, brilliant. So how did you get into coaching initially? So coaching... People have been telling me that I've been coaching them all my life. When I turned 14, I was still in the college grade nine now. It was constant at seven back then. So it just shows how old am I. <laughs> so I used to go to Johannesburg Library because I was born in Soweto. So I used to go and read books on emotional intelligence, psychology, and all that. And everything that I learned, I normally apply. And throughout, people say whatever I've said, it has helped them. Even when I started working in the mines, when I started after graduating, I would be told some lady still specific said how I told her about how to address and money issues. She still applies that. And when people come to me, they feel better because I'm a good listener and I've got a way of asking them questions that makes them to transform. Because each time you meet with me, if there's an issue, I come up questions to help you think differently than you would have. And then after that, in because I studied mining, I'm in surgical engineering. So, uh, I'm in a surgical engineer. So in 2019, something said, now you need to be qualified. Go and get the, the qualification and also understand the code of conduct, how to be a, a code so that when you start advertising, so that when you start to doing and running your own company, because now I run my company full-time, you can be recognized anywhere in the world, so I'm internationally recognized. So that is 2019, I did my transformation coaching, and I've got different qualifications, which was being a transformation coach, being a life coach. There's different types of coaching if someone is listening, and there's different niches. There are so many coaches who call themselves differently because it depends on their niche and their uniqueness. And I'm also a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. So there's a way that we've been taught that we sit with the mind. And I'm also a negative emotions therapy practitioner. So how to address your negative emotions such as fear, doubt, sadness, rejection, anxiety. So 
there's a way I help you to address those and have empowering beliefs and to heal and understand why those emotions are there and why are they trapping you and holding you hostage. And once we've done the technique, you feel much better. When we spoke last, we identified that the relationship with parents is one of the big focus areas for you as a coach. How is your relationship with your caregivers and how has that influenced the way that you approach coaching? So in my line of coaching, I do a lot with what we call mother wound, father wound, and inner wound as well. And that also manifests in how a person, when you grow up, most of the time, the relationship, there's a term we use here in South Africa called umjoli. They always, people say umjoli, I need. So that is, <laughs> it's so hard to be in a relationship. So basically what is really happening is just people are going, they go into a relationship looking for their mothers and they are looking for their fathers. So, and if they didn't have a good relationship, it becomes an issue. So for me, what I realized, because I didn't have a good relationship with my mother. My mother was there physically, but my late grand was running the show. And as a child, if you've got a parent, you always ask yourself, why doesn't this person care for me? Why doesn't she love me? Why is the granny running the show? And then that creates a lot of sadness, a lot of wounds of saying, because when you are in your, in, in your mother's womb, you get attached to the person for nine months and you always have that attachment until the last day you leave Earth. And if it, it, it is not there, it becomes an issue and you start rejecting it. So while it has, when you start dealing with your mother wound, you need to start mothering yourself. So I had to understand why my mother was treating me like that, just rejecting me because I was rejected from a young age, even once I was still in my mother's womb, being rejected by my late father as well. And there were issues, DNAs and all that. And being a young person who has gone through that in the 78s, in the 70s, it was quite hard. And then there's a child who's just coming and most women go through post-traumatic stress and for her it was like, I have this child, what am I going to do? And there were circumstances of her being pregnant as well, the peer pressure of saying someone will take care of you and that person doesn't. And then this child always reminds you of the person who was not good enough to you. And also the love, she didn't know how to love. In the old age, parents didn't know how to love. So one thing that I had to work on is to reparent myself, to love myself and just accept that my mom didn't know how to love me. But now we are bonding. At times before I started my healing chain, I didn't want to see it. There were years when I went to Tishir, when I finished my matric, I said, I'm going to pass my matric, I'm going to leave this house and I'm not going to come back. And most of the years I was staying in the months and I would visit my friends and not go home. That is how crazy it was because I felt not loved. I felt outside people loved me. And on the other hand, my mom loved me, but she never showed because she, according to the way she needs to show me, it didn't show. So over the years, I realized as much as I, I had this hate and resentment, this is a person who brought me to earth. This is a person she didn't abort me or something. I'm here and the things that have I've gone through because of that relationship has made me who I am. If I didn't go through what I went, I don't think I would have been independent. So there's some independence. When I got independent, I had to learn what has happened and that became a coach and started healing. And as I heal now, we bond, we speak much better. I understand. 
understand the traumas that she has been through as well. So we are bonding. It's something that I never thought it would happen. And it happened 40 years later. So if you are going through, you felt rejected, you felt your mother didn't love you, your mother loves you. They won't tell you. They might be cheeky or whatever and all that, but they love you. So what you have to do as an adult is to treat each other like adults. So when you treat each other like adults and you learn to parent yourself, it becomes better. But there's also some work that you need to do in the background, which is called the inner work or the shadow work, right? All those feelings. Because when you start releasing those, you write them down. Because everything that you went through, the trauma, the resentment, the rejection, is stored in your body. So if you don't deal with it, you're going to raise your kids like that. You're going to lash out on people unnecessarily. And you need to write these emotions, release them, release what we call those neural parts that are in your body. It's like flushing them. So when you general, you release them. They don't capture you like they used to. And also go to a coach and do the different therapies. And you'll see, you'll come to a point when you speak about the bad relationship that you might have had with your mom much better. Because now it is that before I couldn't, most of my friends, I think, now they've been like, wow, you've really grown because they will talk about me and I won't want to hear anything about it. All I would do just send money because I felt like our relationship was more transactional. But later I learned here when she tells me she loves me, taking care of my kids, praying for me. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't own the head, I didn't own the trauma and said, my mom went through this. What am I going to do differently? And part of it is journaling is talking to someone, doing their work, and then understanding where they come from, because everybody's got their own story as well. So it can be healed, and it will help, because if the relationship is not well at all, the whole thing, even when you go to the world, you always show up, you'll always be angry, and you're just being triggered by your relationship with your parents, because they help you shape how you view the world. And I think from a South African context as well, I think this is a story that many people in our country have faced. The amount of people who are raised by their grandparents in South Africa is like a shocking statistic. Can you maybe give some examples of some of the clients that you've worked with and how you've helped them work through some of these issues? I would say mostly it's females that I work with. So you'll find that the lady will come to the session and then we do the work like that first. The first session, we, I normally call it the meta questions where we understand the real issue of the person. What are the other underlying issues that the person might feel like they're angry, they're resented. And then one of the questions that I'm asked is the, the issue that we're dealing with, how is it related to your childhood? Then from there, then it blinks and they're telling my mom what's in bed, this wasn't happening. I hate women. I always fight with women because each time we find that the age, it makes the person, because when they see a female who's similar to their mom, they get triggered because that is what happens. When you get triggered, it's an opportunity for you to use. So I always say that when you get triggered by someone, there's a shadow, there's something within you that is telling you that you need to use. So they'll get triggered by other females who are older doing that. And also they start also just Going out and buying love, 
doing all these things and neglecting themselves. So it's something that I learned. I never loved myself. So it's something that is something that I had to learn to love myself and to have a personal relationship with myself. So you find those things as well. And also besides the mother, there's the father wound, which I also had because my father died when I was three and I didn't know him. And there was a lot of, as I said, the DNA rejection. So in terms of that, you find that as a female, you have many relationships. And in those relationships, you find that the first three months are fine because the life wounds, the endorphins, they are all over by the third month or fourth month. When your your partner, you are looking for your father, when he does something, the child in you gets triggered and says, no, this guy doesn't love me, doesn't do this, he doesn't do this. But when you sit down, you ask the pattern, was your father there? If your father wasn't there, that is what. So that is what I remember from my husband. I had to go and ask for forgiveness on life. It's through the question that I had to learn that at times I get triggered by by him because I'm looking for a father, because he's not doing this. And only to realize it's going through your own problems, you're going through your own shadows. So the mind, because it treats you. So those are the patterns that I've seen is that people would just lash out. Some, if the father wasn't there, they just buy love. They're people pleasers. If the mother wasn't there, they just do have work in the world as well. So it's very sad. But other people are not ready to realize what they are going through. But if they were to sit down and look at their cycle of the issues that they have in relationships, and they say, how, when I was growing up, depending whether it's your parents or your caregivers, because some people grew up without parents, how did they relate with this? Were they there? Because when I come back to the father, father is supposed to there. There's this also notion of saying, the five men says, I'm the mother and the father. All of us, we need our mothers and our fathers. Each parent has got a different role. The father is there to teach kids how to take risks, to be their cheerleader, to make them look amazing as well and to stretch them. And the mother is there to care for the, for the child and to bring that love, to show direction. And also disciplines from both parents. If it's not there, you find that also women who didn't grow up with their father, they go and have what we call sugar daddies and all that. Because what that is what they're looking for. And the world judges them. Says, no, this child is like this. But if you were to sit down with the person and understand how their childhood was. And you say, oh, now I understand. Okay, you need help. Then when they understand that their father wasn't there, now they have to return. So. It doesn't mean if you didn't have your father and your mother being there. Another thing, you might have physically your mother and your father being there, but emotionally unavailable. Emotionally unavailable. The parents, you find that they'll just buy sweets, they'll buy food, they'll buy choices. No, I was there for my kids. I bought this, but were you emotionally available? So they want to have that connection. Because even in a relationship, you want to have that connection with someone. And if it's not, you just become dramatic, you become sad, you become distant, you become controlling and all that. And it just shows you things that the way of how you are numbing the pain that you're going through. But the time of numbing for us to have our country to be better starts with yourself. You might say, my parents, you cannot blame your parents. By the time you're 18, you can no longer use that line and say, my parents did this, my parents did this. There's beauty.
it's with technology now and with also at artificial intelligence, I understand it does also coaching. You can start there. You can start there and start coaching yourself, looking and listening of how you can get help. Where you get stuck, then you get a professional help. Because with me, how I started my gym, if I became a coach, I was reading those books from 14 years and doing the work that is being done. But I was exhausted by that time. Who else can help me? Then you start to coach. As much as I may coach myself, I do have other coaches. We have seen with sports people like Bagana Banyana, then rugby, they always have coaches. You cannot do life there are people who have gone through what you've gone through. They'll help you to address the issues much faster than you could do. It's a waste of time to repeat the cycle. So why not get the help? So that is what I've found. But you find that when people say relationships are terrible, you just say the relationship was showing you areas that you need to heal as a person because the relationships are always say they're the personal development you can ever have. Because when you're in a relationship, you will attract who you are. By that means, like the first few months, you'll be having that lovey-dovey phoning each other. And then later, all the things that triggers you about that person, it's what is within you. Final main just topic of discussion I'd love to get into is money trauma. And I feel like for me personally, it's a thing I've been working through for ages. And I think a lot of people have had some or other kind of traumatic relationship with money. Can you talk a bit about this and maybe some techniques to help manage and deal with this money trauma? So money trauma, when we only see about it. So let me just give you a simple exercise. Whoever is listening, try it next time. So you are at the shop, you need to go and buy bread or you need to pay for the, your grocery. At the moment you take your card, just assess your body. How do you feel about swiping? Do you feel palpitations? Does your hand get hot? So do it next time. Then you realize that you've got quite a You might say, no, I don't have. You realize, just do that experience. And then there's a way when you, when that happens, you need to breathe and say, I'm letting go of this money. This money is being used to take care of me because you're buying grocery that you need. It's not like something that you don't need. So you need to take, you can do it. Some people say, how do I do it? You can just do it while so yeah, standing there on the line and just breathe and speak to yourself and calm down. And then you'll be able to swipe. So with many traumas, there are different emotions, negative emotions that uh, surrounds it. One of them is it's fear. The other one is doubt. The other one is jealousy. The other one is envy. Those are the things that you you have in your body that you learn during a formative stage. The formative stage is from the time you you were in the womb when you were born and the first seven years, because the first seven years form what you're going through in your life. So you will have gone those through those emotions. And also when you talk about money, try to remember those people who took care of you, your parents and your caregivers, how did they relate with money? Because the first seven years, whether they, your, your parents are bad or good, to you, that is perfect. That is the world. So you always repeat what they've done. If they had issues with money of how they, they related. And then each time there's money and then there's that fear. That fear, you start feeling it. Cause with kids, they don't, they don't emulate what you say. They just see what you do. That's why you cannot hide anything from kids as much as they say, and at us, they won't see. They could have got that. 
and six senses more than us adults because for what we have eaten over the years and we forget about our powerful intuition. So those are the emotions one. I deal with them. And then let's say we deal with fear. Fear, so the technique will be, we'll be sitting down and then I'll be also taking you through with the technique is to find out the first time in your life when you felt the first fear. So you might find that it's during the, when you're still in your mother's womb, because when a child, when that embryo is born, it stores everything. That is how powerful our conscious mind is. So if there was fear, whatever the mother was feeling in terms of money, you feel it. You always say kids, they don't know. Kids, they know so much. And then we address when did you feel into that fear. And then when we know through the technique that we do, and then you will imagine yourself, let's say I'm talking to you now. So when we do the technique, I'll say, imagine now you're up above. So you are dissociating yourself because it's quite important to dissociate yourself so that you don't go through that trauma as much, as much as you feel it. And then you dissociate yourself. And you monitor yourself. Where did you store this fear? So it could be in your tummy, it could be in your, in your chest, it could be in your leg. Like yesterday, I had a like we're doing trauma therapy. And when I told her the technique, she said, no, they're lying. This is not possible. And I went like, do you see? Now did you hear yourself saying you are feeling the pain in your tummy, you are feeling the pain in your hand. So we are able to know. So it's not hypnosis. I don't do hypnosis. So I ask you. I ask the subconscious mind away. So you saw, you feel it, and then you also have memories of that time. And what I do, because I have um, also done foundation on breathwork, I help you breathe as well, because it helps you release the emotion. And then you tell me where you're feeling it, and, and after that, I say, what are the lessons you want to teach the young you? Because all we're doing the techniques is to heal the young child in the same way, because all of us, then you tell me the lessons, and then after that, we continue the breathing and say, imagine you're flying and all that. And then once we're done with that, and then I'll ask you, what do you want to teach the young person that will help you and the young well-being of yourself so that this fear doesn't control you anymore? Then you'll tell, and then after the session, the person say, how did I tell, how was I able to answer the second Right, because it was waiting for the opportunity to show you. Because everything that we go through in life, whether bad, there's always a positive intention. It's always good to, after you've been through issues, you remove yourself. So you just imagine yourself, you're just above the roof and you're looking at the situation and say, what were the main lessons? You remove the emotions. And then after that, you get better. So once you dealt with the emotions, we also look at the beliefs. One of the things that makes us to be in debt is the belief of saying I'm not good enough. If you don't feel you're not good enough, you're not going to apply. If you feel you're not good enough, you're going to take debt. You're going to take loans because you're comparing with yourself with the Jones. If you don't feel, because at the end of the day, when we do this work, it's for you to understand yourself, to love yourself unconditionally with your imperfections. So if you don't have that love, you'll always buy. So it's to learn not to buy love. It's to learn to accept yourself. It's not to be taken like Instagram. Instagram, other people, you find that they're not wealthy. They're just putting those pictures up. that they're people. 
I couldn't believe it. They'll go to this restaurant and take photos doing that they'll be posting for the whole month, different outfits and look rich. So one has to know who they are. And when you know who you are, your intuition, like even when you're looking at photo, your intuition is very high enough because that is your gift to tell you, no, this is a lie. So you have to learn to love yourself and you have to feel good enough. So even in the technique, we'll fight, we'll, I'll ask you, so it will be, I'm not good enough. And then what is the opposite? What is the positive? What are the words that you want to say? So we'll say, or someone will say, I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm awesome. So we heal the, I'm not good enough first. And then from there, we have a program. They, they knew what I'm saying. I'm fantastic. I'm good enough. Amazing. So it's so amazing because I went through it as well because I've been through a lot trauma in my life through a lot of things by doing those techniques. Yeah, it's so amazing. And to see the growth. Okay. So you can address that. And also there's journaling that you can do. And also there's books that you can read so that you understand much better. So one can heal. And besides healing the, the mind and the emotions, I also do because I'm also a creative people. So we look at the, at the technical part, looking at your at your credit report, your spending patterns, why you do that. And after that, we have a consultation and change it. As much as we can look at the technical part, if you haven't addressed the root cause, which is your money traumas, after a few months, you'll go back. So one question that I'd like you to ask yourself as you are listening, what is your relationship with money? Do you get excited? And money doesn't have anything to do with how much you earn. The people will earn million and the money disappear. So do you have a good relationship with money? Does money stay with you? Does money love you? If it doesn't, you really need to do the work. Do the journaling. I mean, do the, the financial wellness assessment. I also put also a free book as this means that you can do on your financial awareness to ask yourself those questions. But ask yourself, what is your relationship with money? Do you love it? If you don't love it, it's going to go away. It doesn't matter how much it is. It has got no, what is it there? It doesn't have a range of how much you earn. You know, ask yourself that. This has been incredible. You've shared some amazing insights and I feel like we could still chat for all another hour just on super trouble. I feel like there's so much to get into. Thank you so much for your time. And for everybody who is potentially interested in starting a podcast, we have our book, Become a Podmaster, Everything You Need to Know to Master the Art of Podcasting. You can find that on our website, bear.media. We've also got our six-session mentorship program where we help you from A to Z, help you figure out your podcast. That being said, Mashuda, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do so? You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm a student, CNN Banner, and then on Facebook, I'm Transformation Coach, Mashudu, Mashudu is M-A-S-H-U-T-U. So I'm Transformation Coach, Mashudu on Facebook and also on Instagram. And then on TikTok, I'm Coach Mashudu as well. And also, if you need more information about what I do, it's on my business website which is enablersolutions.co.za. So it's N-A-B-L-E-R and then solutions.co.za. So that is where you can find me. And also on my business WhatsApp number, which is 
Links will be in the description of this episode. Again, Mishiru, thank you so much for your time. This has been incredible. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast but don't really know where to start, go to our website, baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.